Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Children weep at the sound of our voices, and this is Unfeatured Articles. Howdy doody, that's right, I've brought it back and welcome ladies and gentlemen to Unfeatured Articles, the show where we go onto Wikipedia, Uh we find some articles Uh and we just talk about them till the cows come home. Cool. And those cows, they'll be coming home today. Yeah. Because let me tell you. You're really leaning into this cowboy thing. This episode is going to be our best episode so far. Cool. Big call. Yeah. We probably won't live up to it. Let's see if we can do it, boys. I'm here with my co-host as I am every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's coming to the studio wearing a cowboy hat and talking about cows and saying howdy doody. It's it's a shift. It's a shift from how he usually I've operates. only got the boots on. Just the, yeah, nothing but the boots, nothing but the hat. I quite like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, my good friend and co-host James Keogh. That's me. That's you. I'm sick. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which might be uh, not the most pleasant for my voice. But, uh, you know, we're dealing with it. We're getting through. I'm, getting, I'm using some lozenges. That's the Lozenge way. boy. That's I'm a lozenge the way. boy. How about you, Riley McNamara? Are you you sick? Of you. Oh, fuck. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I, like, I looked at you and I just saw it fly in your eyes and you're like, I'm going to fucking destroy you. I've got you. I've got you. No, I'm mm. good. I'm good. Ah, um, lovely. Yeah, glad to, be, glad to be in the room. Glad to be with the boys. Glad Always. to be in the room. Going to talk some... Talk some shit about some Wikipedia stuff. I, I believe it. we are. Highlight of my leg. Yeah. Can oh. I do a quick uh, preface and a quick uh, Please. Um, thing? So we've had a lot of fans uh, writing in and speaking to us. No, we haven't, but keep uh, going. Well, actually, yes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, at least a couple. This is news. Talking to us, um, and I want to make a clarification. On this podcast, we will not talk about furries. We've decided that uh, in advance because, okay, here's the thing. Like, what we do on this show when we're talking about these Wikipedia articles um, and the way the way our humour is, maybe it's a bit of, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, making fun of the... I don't want to make fun of furries. You know what I'm saying? But we don't kink shame here. We've said this exactly, many times before. Exactly, exactly. And so, and also, everyone knows about furries. Everyone knows about them. You yeah. know, it's, it's all... How many people... I know... <laughs> I know one person that we all know has suggested many times that we do a furry article. She's tried. Yes. She tried to go past you and, tr- and like sneakily get uh-huh. me to do it. Yeah. Um, she contacted all of us yeah, she- individually trying to get us to do furries. Uh, it's not happening. I don't I'm know sorry. why. So get- did anybody else? Uh, yeah. We had. Uh, I had one other person say ask, like, "Ask you guys- about furries." Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll have a furry on the podcast. And then we- <laughs> well, it was one other person who knew the other person and oh, knew that that person spy. was campaigning. Spy so right. like, it was like this it's communal a ho- effort a- to get us to try. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Uh-uh. Ain't canon. Ha- ain't canon. That's not canon, but it is. But it is canon <laughs> on this show. Not on um, not canon. <laughs> so I did want to specify that. Um, if you're a furry out there, you're great. We, we uh, you know, respect uh, you. And we respect anyone who has any sort of thing. 
That's yeah. right. We respect everybody. Everybody Literally, love everybody. Yeah, like, everybody love everybody. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, and that we're not going to make fun of you. Anyway. But, but, but Vor, we made fun of Vor. Did we make fun of Vor? Uh, I remember saying- I, t- I talked about Vor. We talked about Vor. I remember saying like, if you're into that, that's okay. Oh yeah, no, that's when we were like, we don't kink shack. Yeah, we don't kink yeah. shack. Yeah, that's, 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 what, that's right, yeah. That's where we set up the- oh, sorry, to drink. Drink. We just want um, to be a kind, welcoming community for whatever you're into. It just makes fun of silly things. Of silly things. Of silly things. More than usual, like what, not Curtis? silly people. Well, like what? What like have what? we got? Are uh, you starting us off? I'm not starting. I thought Mr. Riley was going to start us off. Well, let's. I can. Please. Okay. Go for it, man. All every right. time, every time I say before we start recording, I'm like, okay, so what's our order this week? <laughs> bang, 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 bang. And then every time you guys are always like, just... so Curtis, you gonna start us off? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> you just talk a lot, dude. We do respect it. You can take the stage. <laughs> I'm the talking man. No, Riley, tell me what your article is without delay. Grey goo. Excellent. Cool. Is that and, the end of the? Is that the end of it? Then... Any, any guesses what this is, boys? So grey goo. Grey goo. Um, who? Let me see. This is um. Let me guess. Some goo. It might be grey. Uh huh. And perhaps it's of a greyish hue. Strong guess. Strong guess. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Please. Grey goo is a hypothetical end of the world scenario involving molecular nanotechnology in which out of control self-replicating robots consume all biomass on Earth while building more of themselves. <laughs> oh, there is an episode of Futurama that is literally that. I oh, love this. Literally that. Like Bender starts to like produce tiny robots on like a molecular level and yeah. then they slowly just start to like take eat, over the world and eat, build like eat one. Away. Yeah, eat away yeah. the world. And actually, build I, I think I have seen yeah, that yeah, one. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a good episode. He yeah. grey goos. Futurama is such a good TV show. It very much is. Yeah. Rip Futurama. The uh, Futurama Appreciation Podcast. Yes, this is us. Um, so, so yeah, I'm going to talk about Grey Goose. Please do. Please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I, as I was mentioning, um, it involves molecular nanotechnology um, being out of control, uh, consumes all the biomass on Earth and builds more of themselves, a scenario that's been called echophagy. Echophagy, I think. E-C-O-P-H-A-G-Y. Ecophagy, maybe? Ecophagy. I don't know. Ecoph- I don't know. That sounds good. You yeah, are a sure. kind of linguist, James Keogh. You're right. Um, uh, which, which translates to eating the environment or more literally eating the habitation. Um, so the original idea assumed that machines were designed to have this capability while uh, mm-hmm. popularizations have assumed that machines might somehow gain this capability by accident. Mm. Like, oh, it's I like see. the AI out of control thing. Um, self-replicating machines of the macroscopic variety were originally described by mathematician John von Neumann and are sometimes referred to as von Neumann machines or clanking replicators. Um, Term grey goo was coined by nanotechnology pioneer Eric Drexler um, in his 1986 book Engines of Creation. In 2004, he stated, I wish I'd never used the term grey goo. (laughs) Um, Regrets it immediately. I can't imagine why. Yeah, Maybe not immediately, but... uh, (laughs) After a few years. In 18 Looking years. back on his deathbed. Just like, I shouldn't have called it Grey Goo. I should have called Bad it the choice. Drexler Principle. Yeah, right. Um, Engines of Creation mentions Grey Goo in two paragraphs and a note. Huh. So it's, there's not a lot of it in there. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, the definition, um, what, his first definition was, imagine such a replicator floating in a bottle of chemicals making copies of itself. The first replicator assembles a copy in 1,000 seconds. Then two replicators then build two more in the next 1,000 seconds. The four build another four, then the eight build another eight. At the end of 10 hours, there are not, there are not 36 new replicators, but over 68 billion. Oof. 
68 billion. Jesus. In under 10 hours. Um, in less than a day, they would weigh a ton. In less than two days, they would outweigh the planet. Oh, whoops. And in four days, they would exceed the mass of the sun and all the planets combined. In another four hours, not another four days, so two days oh, and four shit, hours, yeah. they would exceed the mass of the sun and all the planets combined. Yeah, but like... If the bottle man, of chemicals hadn't run dry long before. Um, I believe the bottle of chemicals in the Futurama episode is beer. Huh. Yeah, I believe it is. Oh, yeah, that's I think I have seen that episode. But, like, they're tiny. I'll just squish them with my foot. Easy. Done. Take that, grey goo, you tiny robots. All 68 billion of them? Uh, Yeah, because I'm, like, bigger than them. So, (laughs) um, excuse you, tiny robots. I'm bigger than you and I'm going to squash you with my foot. Get them. They didn't think of that, did they, Mr. Science men and women? In the field of science. Another win for James Keogh uh-huh. in the endless battle between him and science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again. He's <laughs> done it. Um, so according to Drexler, the term was popularised by an article in science fiction magazine Omni, um, which also popularised the term nanotechnology in the same issue. Oh. Um, Drexler says arms control is a far greater issue than grey goo nanobugs. Look fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, in a History Channel broadcast, a contrasting idea um, is referred to in a futuristic doomsday scenario uh, quote, in a common practice, billions of nanobots are released to clean up an oil spill off the coast of Louisiana. However, due to a programming error, the nanobots devour all carbon-based objects instead of just the hydrocarbons of the oil. Uh, the nanobots destroy everything, all the while replicating themselves. Within days, the planet is turned to dust. Yikes. Yeah, look, that'd suck. These are like all... Yeah. Wouldn't be fun. Uh, These yeah, are all pretty hectic kind of scenarios yeah. that they're describing. Um uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Drexler notes that geometric growth made possible by self-replication is inherently limited um, by the availability of suitable raw materials. So that's positive. That's Hopefully true, it yeah. won't happen. Um, that's a good thing, I guess. Um, he uses the term grey goo not to indicate colour or texture but to emphasise the difference between superiority in terms of human values and superiority in terms of competitive success. Uh, it then goes on to quote... Though masses of uncontrolled replicators need not be grey or gooey, the term grey goo emphasises the replicators able to obliterate life. Um, yeah, so more the idea that it becomes this massive wave of yeah. like you know mass. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah. Jeez, Lloyd. So he talks about some of that stuff. Um, more recently conceded that there is no need to build anything that even resembles a potential run- runaway replicator. Um, this would avoid... This would avoid the problem entirely. True. Um, so Drexler says, who came up with the idea, he then goes on to say that we don't need one and so it's not a problem. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. We could though. We could. We could do that We though. could. Um, he, he argues self-replicating. Saturday afternoon project. Yeah, yeah. just uh, create a self-replicating. What are we doing, what are we doing tomorrow, boys? <laughs> um, he argues that self-replicating machines are needlessly complex and inefficient. Um, so I know. There's there's that, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, so one of the other bits on here um, is ethics and chaos. Yeah. Um, and it goes on to describe, Grey Goo is a useful construct for considering low probability, high impact outcomes from emerging technologies. Sure. Thus, it's a useful tool in the ethics of technology. Um, Daniel A. Valero applied it at the worst, applied it as a worst case scenario thought experiment for technologies, um, technologists contemplating possible risks from advancing a technology. Mm. Um, mm. This requires that a decision tree or event tree, um, you know, like 
I'm, I'm assuming we've all played the games where, you know, you've got like an upgrade tree. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I imagine something like that. So if, if you make this decision, it then goes to what if you do about here and then so on and so on and so on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the mic's picked that up, but someone's phone is bloody buzzing. I'm a popular man. <laughs> oh, it's James Kehoe. James Kehoe, <laughs> do you want to take care of that? Yeah, all right. Take keep care going. of that. All right, keep all going. Right. Um, so yeah, it requires a, de- a decision tree uh, include even extremely low probability events um, if such events have an extremely negative and irreversible consequence, i.e. Okay. Um, application of the precautionary principle. Um, what that is, I do not know. The precautionary so. principle. Um, the precautionary principle generally defies, defines actions on issues considered to be uncertain, for instance, applied in assessing risk management. Okay, that sounds boring. We're going to go away from that. <laughs> Um, Diana Irving admonishes that any error in science will have a rippling effect. Um, and certainly okay. I think we could yeah. agree that uh, the grey goo would have a big old ripple effect if, yep. if that was ever to come you know, around. Bro? James, yes. you're back. Welcome. Hello. Hello. You Thank didn't you. have to make a thing out of that. I did. Thank you for uh, rejoining us. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of grey goo. This. It's, it's, um, there's, there's a lot of this kind of stuff in fiction, yeah, um, yeah as certainly. you can imagine. A lot of good, yeah. I hear there's an episode of Futurama about it, but I don't know if you guys know I, about I, I haven't no. seen Futurama. No, I, yeah. I've never even heard of it. No, what no, is it? No, no. Uh, you, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Mm. So, Grey Goo. Grey Goo. Good article. Doesn't sound too promising. Let's not go there. Let's not do it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not do Official it. Official position <laughs> of the podcast is that no, we no. don't want to do it. No, Grey Goo for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll stick to my other coloured goos. Can I say, did you want to go or can I go? I forgot the order we decided. <laughs> Again. Jesus, fuck. Now you go, James. All right. What do you got for us? Oh, well, once my computer boots up. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. No, no, never mind. Get a Mac. It'll work instantly. Fair oh, enough. Oh, you what? are wrong. Sorry. So, please. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our Mac versus Windows uh, debate podcast. No, so um, your one just now, Grey Grew, was very technology-based, and as is mine. We've got a bit of a theme, please tell me more. theme happening this episode. So I... Oh, mine will not continue that theme. All right. Good. <laughs> Pick a different one. Yeah. I will not. <laughs> um, so I study IT uh, at Queensland University of Technology. Oh, big shout out to QUT. Boy. I have my degree from there. You do? I use it as a placemat. Keep yeah. going. Um... <laughs> <laughs> What'd you study, Curtis? <laughs> drama. Well, I mean, no, it's good. I like my drama degree. I'm also studying drama. I'm doing a double degree. Yeah, that's an interesting mix. It is it? Oh, so is I've been told. Mix? You interesting know, actually, mix. no one's told me that it's an interesting mix. What do you do with that, James? Oh, great question, and I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about so, this thing. Yeah, first. let's. Um, so, in studying IT, uh, obviously, I'm doing computer science. Oh, mm. no, obviously, I'm doing computer science. But in computer science, obviously, I have to learn a lot <laughs> about programming languages. Uh, which is why I've prepared, or I've found quite fascinating, this uh, article called Esoteric Programming Language. Okay. So an esoteric programming language is a programming language designed... So a programming language uh, like Java or C or Python Mm. is what you would use to code, to um, write write computer programs. yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it has structure, it has syntax. Essentially, uh, there are different rules for different languages that define what you put down and, and how that prints out various inputs and outputs. Um, so it's a programming language designed to test the boundaries of computer programming language design as a proof of concept, a soft, as software art, as a hacking interface to another language, or as a joke. 
So these are programming languages mm -hmm. that are essentially um, completely usable. Um, you wouldn't use them as, well, usability is rarely a goal. Uh, it's often quite the opposite. Their usual aim is to remove or replace conventional language features while still maintaining a language that is Turing complete, that right. is okay. able to be uh, kind of recognizable as a language. Um, I've got a few examples here, and the first one I want to tell you about is LOL code. Oh, no. Oh, no. So LOL code <clears throat> is based on, um, like, LOL speak, like... Yeah. I can has a cheeseburger, oh. kind of early like oh. 2005 memes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it's an actual language that breaks down into different um, different like meme words. So for an example, um, opening a file called like lolcats.txt or something like that, uh, you'd open up and you'd get the version number, which is uh, the latest is 1.2. So you'd go, hi, H-I-I. H-A-I, hi, 1.2, Ken has standard I.O., please open file lolcats.txt, awesome, thanks, visible file, oh no's, invisible, error, okay, thanks, bye. Um, and Hatred. That is Hatred. I'm sitting here fuming. The example commands to open a file uh, and error handling as well for that. So that's lol code. Um, as well as that is the Shakespeare programming language. Okay, I'm on board with this, I'm on board. Here we go. Yeah, I thought you guys might Give enjoy this. Give it to this. me. So essentially the way it's broken down is um, it is uh, designed to make programs appear to be something other than programs, in this case, Shakespearean plays. The character list in the beginning of the program declares a number of stacks, uh, naturally with names like Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Uh, these characters enter into dialogue with each other in which they manipulate each other's values, um, push and pop each other, do input-output um, they can ask each other questions which yeah. behave as conditional statements. Um, let's, I'll give you an example. Please. So it does a title, um, which is just you know, a normal title, and then they declare all the variables with a name and description, uh, and then it's broken down to, into acts and scenes. Um, acts are sort of, I guess, like methods, and then scenes are sort of like the... Uh, go, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's, it's all yeah. code. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so act one, Hamlet's insults and flatteries, scene one, the insulting of Romeo. Enter Hamlet and Romeo. Hamlet, you lying, stupid, fatherless, big, smelly, half-witted coward. You are as stupid as the difference between a handsome, rich, brave hero and thyself. Speak your mind. As you are brave as the sum of your fat, little, stuffed, misused, dusty, old, rotten codpiece and a beautiful, fair, warm, peaceful, sunny summer's day. You are as healthy as the difference between the sum of the sweetest, reddest rose and my father and yourself. Speak your mind. And that goes on. That continues to go on and on. Essentially, what that is setting up is to print out the words "Hello World," and it is two acts totaling five scenes, which is filled with sentences exactly like the ones there, where each of those like adjectives yeah. and the word "speak your mind" is about uh, manipulating data and outputting uh, the letter. So essentially, that goes on for like yeah, literally uh, five scenes, and it puts out the words "Hello World." Um, that's, yeah. That's, that's stupid. It's very stupid. <laughs> uh, and it's meant to be. Um, another example. Who has the time for that? So yeah, Holy shit. We're on the internet, remember, Ollie? Yeah, you, <laughs> I apologise. I forgot where we were. <laughs> Malbolge is an esoteric public language mm -hmm. that is named after the eighth circle of hell in Dante's Inferno. 
because it was specifically designed to be almost impossible to use via a counterintuitive, crazy operation, base three arithmetic, and self-altering code. So essentially the code that you put in this, yeah. every time it enacts um, like a piece of code, every time it outputs something, it changes the way it works because it's based on the actual memory values that particular things yeah. hold. Um, I've What I've done is I've gone into a text-to-speech editor yeah. and um, copied in what it takes to say hello world. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of got that. So in order, so when you say hello world, that's literally just a dialogue box appearing on the screen that says hello, hello world. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty standard like test of a language yeah. or a test of, of something. Um, so essentially, and I'll try to um, get this up to the mic. Um, so this is kind of a butchered idea because the text-to-speak editor doesn't like read every value, every yeah. um, number. Equals 96CY32 VX slash 4R0 no JKF HBCY equals ZKW percent dog 4 US 0 EJC8DC. Um, but that was, yeah, that's Hello World in Malboge, which is, or Malboge, which is designed to be completely like undoable, unusable. Unusable. Right. Um, the last one I want to kind of look at is um, it's called, and I don't actually have any examples of it. But it is called Pikachu, <laughs> oh, and no. it is designed. Uh, the programs look like the dialect of Pikachu's, and its stated purpose is to be easily usable by Pikachu's. Uh, <laughs> program, programs written in the language should be readable and writable by any Pikachu. Uh, to this end, Pikachu makes use of only three valid syntax elements: P, Pika, and Pikachu. So basically what I'm saying is from uh, now until the end of my degree, I'm going to be submitting all of my programs in, in Pikachu, Pikachu, obviously. Oh, obviously. <laughs> do Shakespeare. Do, yeah, I would do it in Shakespeare, no uh, doubt. I would have Jesus. to like, write so much prose. It's amazing. Curtis, what have you got for us? Holy That's, Christ. Oh. That, was, that, was, that was a rabbit hole. There are I more. Think, I don't think... I recommend you, yeah, if, if, if you have the time, just check out the um, list if, of these If you want to feel ranges. a bit mad, <laughs> have a look at this stuff. And there are ones that, like, are built to create pieces of art as well. Like, there's this one that um, outputs bitmaps that look like this abstract art. And yeah. the one for Hello World, um, I'll include, there's, like, a photo of it in the article. I'll yeah, put it in the show notes. Show yeah. notes as well. But it, it looks beautiful. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll pass it on to you, Michael Curtis. <laughs> My God. Oof. Okay, I need to come back from that. That was a wild ride. Um, all right, lads. The forest swastika. Oh, no. Why? Hang on, the forest. The forest swastika. Oh, God. The forest swastika was a patch of larch trees covering 0.36 hectares area of pine forest near Zernikau, Uckermark district in uh, Brandenburg in northeast Germany. And it was arranged to look like a swastika with their light colours. Oh, yeah. Wait, intentionally? Intentionally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, reports say that the larches were planted in 1938. Uh, It is unclear how the trees came to be planted and arranged in such fashion. It seems they were planted in commemoration of Adolf Hitler's birthday, either by local Hitler Youth members or by a park warden. Right? Okay. Um, For a few weeks every year, in the autumn and the spring, the colour of the larch trees would change, uh, contrasting with the deep green of the pine forest. So they would they would become like a, a light kind of yellow yeah. sort of thing, and it would be like very 
different oh, to no. the surrounding green trees. The oh, short no. duration of the effect combined with the fact that the image could uh, only be discerned from the air and the relative scarcity of privately owned airplanes in the area meant that the swastika went largely unnoticed after the fall of the Nazi party. Oh, dang. During the subsequent communist period of, um, of uh, East and West Germany, mm. right? Um, so this was in the Western part. Of West Germany was the Soviet-controlled one, right? Mm, yes. yes, yes, cool. Sorry, I just uh, clearly need to brush up on my, on my... No? No, okay, it was East German. We're getting Lovely. some uh, okay. <laughs> mixed right. messages from the uh, producers. East Germany was the one controlled by... Was the communist one. Sure. Uh, and it was in this area. <laughs> Let me just Google that. Which yeah, one was the communist yeah. one? So Soviet authorities reportedly knew of its existence but made no effort to remove it. However, in 1992, the reunified German government ordered aerial surveys of the all-state-owned land, just as, like, um, we're just going to, like, and mm. make sure, yeah, like, take database of all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the photographs were examined by forestry students who immediately noticed the design. Oh, dang. So they were just wow. like, oh, she's is, back. Like, is that? Yeah. Oh. Oh, so, dear. Um, oh, yeah. No. So, not sure how, but yeah. sometime... During the reign of the Nazi Party in Germany, yeah, these trees were planted in a formation that made them during the fall and early spring mm. um, take on the appearance of a swastika because their color would change in deep contrast to the surrounding um, dark green pine trees. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, and with what they were they planted as like saplings or were they full grown trees when they were planted? Like what, I, no, what? I believe they were planted as saplings. So it took Fuck, them about ten years to grow. Long term, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a long, long con. Ter- well, that's a long con. Yeah, <laughs> the Nazi party was pretty intense. I don't, I don't think they True. thought they were going anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah, sad fair. they missed the opportunity to do a penis because I would have done a penis. That would have been funny. I don't think the Nazi Party was known for their yeah, comedy. Yeah, but it's got like it's got like longevity. <laughs> like you know, Nazi parties come and go. Penises are <laughs> funny Penis forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Like, All right. It was removed. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So the Brandenburg State Authority right. is concerned about damage to the region's image and the possibility that the area would be become a pilgrimage site of modern Nazi supporters, right? Fair. Because yeah. let's not make any fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> there are Nazis in 2018, baby. That's true. Um, big bold claims, yeah. political claims by fucking unfeatured articles. <laughs> um, <laughs> attempted to destroy... Uh, Sorry, so, we haven't done that before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the state authority attempted to destroy the design by removing 43 of the 100 large... So there are 100 trees, by the way. Right. It's oh, yeah. massive. That's a big old... Um, in 1995. However, the figure remained discernible with the remaining 57 trees oh, as no. well as some trees which had regrown. And in 2000, German tabloids published further aerial photographers, uh, photographs showing the prominence of the swastika. Mm. Can By you imagine th- if they're just like, oh, was the, was the swastika yellow or green? Just get rid of the green ones. I'm sure that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Jeez. Um, <laughs> By this time, ownership of around half the land on which the trees sat had been sold into private land. Mm. So imagine if you bought oh, a piece yeah. of land. Oh, by the way. Accidentally bought a swastika. There's half a swastika on it. <laughs> um, but permission was granted to fill a further 25 trees on the government-owned area on September, uh, December 1st, 2000, and the li- image was largely obscured. So that's it's pretty cool. much gone now. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a couple of the trees left, but you can't... You, that's you, not there you, anymore. Nah. You, you wouldn't look at it and be like, that, that's my a swastika. friend, is a Nazi symbol. No. Jeez. But yeah. yeah I hope not. Intense, right? That's yeah. hectic. Yeah. Like... That, there's there's got to be some effort 
gone into that. To plant a hundred bloody like little baby trees. Yeah. Well, the Hitler Youth, they did things like the Scouts do and that kind of stuff. Right, it, was, it was like yeah. Nazi Germany's version of the Scouts, right? And it was just because it was all these young kids, but they were like just indoctrinated they with just all this no. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's in reading about the Hitler Youth stuff is like probably along with like the the records of like the actual things that went on like during the Holocaust and that kind of thing. Mm. Hitler Youth is probably the next like most distressing thing to read. Yeah, scary. Just like the corruption of these young minds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so intense. I can't believe they tried to take it down and failed and like had to do it again. Like, yeah, let's yeah. get rid of these trees. We did it bad. Look, we there's a swastika in the tree. And then we, we sold it to some guy. That. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. We got so half of that it. That'll hard. be enough, right? <laughs> I could do it. I could do it in a day. You just chop down the... T- you could chop a hundred trees down in a day, James. In Watch a day, me. James. Watch me. I will. Uh-huh. The first... <laughs> we'll have our first unfeatured articles video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me talking down We'll contact trees. Vice and they'll send you over there. Do it. Fight me, trees. <laughs> you don't even have arms. I'll just stomp on these this grey goo. These bad boys. And I'll, and I'll fight some trees and I'll stomp on some grey goo. Once again, we've Jacob's... come full circle. <laughs> um, You've got a bit... problem with the environment, don't you, mate? It's, I mean, I have a problem with Nazis. Yeah, it's so fair. Any if... tree that supports Nazis, they should go. Yeah, get rid Not in my Australia. Take that, you racist Jesus. trees. Yeah, you bastards. Ah, um, I got arms. What have you got? Your racism. My <laughs> arms beat that. Wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Please. There's been a couple of similar incidents. Uh-huh. In the late 1970s, American troops discovered a swastika along with the numbers 1933 planted in a similar, similar style in, the forest in, in a forest in Hesse. Mm. Where is that? Da, 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 da. In France? No, Hesse of the Federal Republic of Germany. Oh, no, so it is... Oh, it's a region in Germany. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so American troops were... In the 1970s... Okay, so this would have been during the time of, again, the split in Germany. So this would be in the uh, kind of western area of West Germany. Sure. Um, and uh, then in September 2006, the New York Times reported on another forest swastika in Ikinargan uh, in Kyrgyzstan, positioned nice. on the edge of the... Tian Shan Mountains, the image, mirror image fir tree swastika is about 200 metres across. Jesus. Myths and legends about how and when the swastika came to be planted in Soviet territory. End of sentence. <laughs> Myths and legends about how and when the swastika came to be planted in Soviet territory, full stop. Oh, Someone needs to edit this article. That <laughs> on this episode of Broken Links. <laughs> broken Links. We investigate. That is a broken link, jeez. <laughs> Um, Episode of Blue Balls, more like. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, yeah, Forrest wants to go. Let's fight some racist trees. Yeah, let's take them down. All right. Put them in the, put them in the bin. But first, let's decide who is the best article. Let's, let's do that immediately. Um, Riley, do you want to go first? No. Oh, well, fair Just enough. Just choose an article. <laughs> All right. And that's it, folks. Thanks very much End for joining End of the show. Us. Oh, my God. What is your aversion to picking first? I'm yeah. indecisive. Fair enough. All right, I'm going to go. Wait, let's do a recap. I did Forest Wastiga, James. I did uh, Code. Esoteric Programming Languages. And you did Grey Goo. I did Grey Goo. I'm going to go Grey Goo. Yeah, I'm also going to go Grey Goo. Cool, I don't have to decide that. No, decide. Just pick one. Um, I, yeah, Esoteric Programming Languages um, just made me mad. Mine was was a bit intense. 
Your, yeah. I'll cop that. Yours made me want to fight some trees. Yeah. So, you know. And we don't, we don't, we don't actually know that. I, I, I back yours for, because I want, I now want to see James Kehoe chop down 100 trees in a day. I'll do it. I'll change my vote. I'm going to vote for myself, despite what we said you last time. You cannot time. do that. With voting, it's Grey Goo. It's Grey Goo. Grey Goo is the winner this week. Yeah. Um, right, well, that is the end of our episode for today, episode 14. Woo. Oh, next week, boys, episode yes. 15. Got a special Another friend. guest episode. Oh, look We're going to try and do those every five episodes. If we can. Um, if we can. Hopefully, we probably can. Uh, we've got some friends. We know some people. It'll happen. Oh, yeah. But uh, next week, we have Brisbane actor... Um, Comedian and fellow good time boy. Yes. Uh, Sam Webb. He's on it. Coming on the podcast. Yep. Oh, um, he's a good boy. Uh, oh, my God. He is a, he's a renegade and it's sure to be a loose episode. Can't wait to have him in. Oh, it's going to be a good time. I wonder um, if it'll go for 52 minutes. That sounds I like think something might. that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, we recorded the episode before this one. <laughs> we already know what happened. <laughs> you ruined the image. I was yeah, trying well. to be. Yeah, well. I was trying to keep the fourth wall. <laughs> so I'm the bad boy of the podcast. All right. You can. If you don't chop down those hundred trees, you're out. You're <laughs> yeah, out. Dude, you're like, you are, you are some, gone. I, I will drop you so fucking quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll drop you quicker than a tree. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we are facebook.com slash unfeatured articles. Uh, we're on Instagram as unfeatured articles. And we are on Twitter as unfeatured pod. Um, all of our episodes are up to this one and any of the ones coming out in the future. Uh, you can find on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher or any other podcatcher of your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got merch. We Boys. do. We do. We've oh, got merch. merch. Yes. This is the first episode where, like, that we've recorded. It came out a couple, couple of episodes before, but this is the first sure. one where we can finally talk about it. Yes. Um, you can buy T-shirts, mm-hmm. um, hoodies, yes. coffee mugs. With our damn names on them. With our logo and our damn names Boys, on them. can and I tell you what I'm so excited about? What? Two words. Dog bandanas. What are dog what? bandanas? They're bandanas for your dog and you can get one with our logo You're on it. You're joking. <laughs> it's real. Oh, no. <laughs> it. Hero's getting one. Yeah, I'm man. getting one for Hero. I'm oh. getting one for every dog I know. Holy shit, yeah. I'm just going to have a stockpile and go to a dog park and be like, here, have this, have this. Hand <laughs> them out for free. Yeah. I'll buy them. I'll do it. I'm in extreme debt, but I just want these dogs to have my podcast logo on them. <laughs> that, that is amazing. It's true. Amazing. I've never been happier. Head to shop.spreadshirt.com.au slash that's not canon to find all of the merch for all of the different shows on the That's Not Canon Productions Network. But but specifically ours. ours. Uh, specifically ours, specifically. You railed off that, that web address yeah. as well. Uh, I've been doing some uh, some purchasing, boys. <laughs> uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, the dog bandanas are out of stock until <laughs> December. If you are looking for dog bandanas, they're in the accessories tab. That's a pro tip from your boy, Jimmy K. <laughs> your boy, Jimmy um, K. <laughs> Uh, I, I've that, ordered a hoodie. I've also got a hoodie and I have a couple of things for my other show that I won't name. My song sucks. It's a good it. show. All right, fair enough. It's a good show. You good said it, not show. me. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited by that. Holy shit. Our theme song is Purgatorian Friends it by is. Kevin MacLeod. Indeed. Uh, we're here on the That's Not Canon Productions Network, as I mentioned. Thank uh, you to them. Thank, thank you, to you them. so much to them. And, uh, well, that'll about do us, boys. And, uh, as always, friends, browse responsibly. a mess. War, famine, politics. 
Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.